0: Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Pastor Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes to join me for another podcast. We're literally days away from Christmas, a part of the greatest story that has ever been told. For me and what I do in a living, uh, it is just a great time of year. But I have to be honest with you, when I first started in ministry, this time of year bugged me a little bit. The reason it bugged me was I thought, how do I tell a story that everyone knows? And how do I tell it where I keep them interested, even though everyone knows it? And I really thought there was no way to take this story and make it relevant or dynamic enough that you could repeat it time and time again. But the more I grew in ministry, the more I began to realize this story has so much in it. That weave within the context of this story are so many lessons, so many takeaways, so many principles that are key to being able to live life at the highest level. And today I want to do that. I want to talk to you about what a leader can learn at Christmas, what a leader can learn at Christmas. The first one is this. God is at work even when you do not see it. God's at work even when you do not see it. If you read all the versions of the Christmas story and you read what precedes them, what follows after them, one of the things that you see repeatedly is the involvement of the angelic host. 18 times are we told that angels were announcing, declaring, showing up, uh, working, that the angels were present. Now, the truth of the matter is, is that most of us will live our entire life and we will never, quote, see an angel. But what God's saying is this, on those days that you have your back up against the wall and you look at the horizon and you think, man, nothing is changing, on those days, God's still at work. See, just because you can't see it doesn't mean that God's at work. Behind the scenes, he is so busy. He is making sure that this piece gets to the place it needs to be and This piece over here gets arranged in the order that it needs to be God as is at work. And I say that to you from a leadership standpoint is that so many times when we're busy leading, we are so busy with the day-to-day that if we're not careful, we'll think, man, it's all on my shoulders, But what I want to tell you is if you're a person of faith, God is at work. That God is literally doing things that you cannot see, that you cannot feel, but he is busy setting up what needs to be set up to achieve what needs to be achieved. And so if I could say anything to a leader, it is the ability to see beyond what you can see to see that God's busy, to see God's at work, to see that God's doing and his hand is involved in the midst of everything that we do. And so the first thing I think this story tells us is God's at work. And as much as you feel like the work may be on your shoulders and you feel like it all depends on you, it doesn't. Yeah, there's things I have to do. There's things you have to do. There's things we all need, but God's at work. Never forget that God is busy at work. The next thing I'd say to you is that God's at work even if people don't believe it. And I think that's important because sometimes people have doubts and sometimes people have questions. One of the stories that leads up to Christmas is the story of Zechariah and how God told him that he was going to have a son. Now, this son was instrumental to the coming of Jesus because it's going to be the birth of John the Baptist. When the angel comes and speaks to him in the temple, he really, really uh, doesn't get it. In fact, he questions it and he asks for a sign. Get this, this has always been intriguing to me. He's talking to an angel and he asks for a sign. That to me just shows the amazing ability that no matter what we see and no matter what God does, that we can doubt. But what I also want you to know is that it didn't stop God's plan. It didn't stop what God wanted to do, that there was going to be the birth of John the Baptist, that his life was going to be the foundation stone on which Jesus was going to come and start his ministry, that there was going to be sort of this binary relationship between the two of them. What we see is that God's at work even when people don't have their A game at faith. And I don't say that to minimize faith. What I do say is that God's busy and sometimes people will not believe everything that God's doing, but that's all right. It's not gonna stop what God wants done. And so I'd say to you as a leader, just understand that God's at work even when people don't believe it. The next thing I'd say to you is that God's at work even when you question it. God's at work even when you question it you know, sometimes we sterilize the story of Christmas. And what we do is we interpret the story of Christmas because we see the end and we look at the beginning. But you have to understand that Joseph, he did not see the end. He was too busy at the beginning. And if you can imagine the questions he had when he found out the individual that he was betrothed to, that Mary, that she was with child. Everything about that spoke of the fact that uh, she had been unfaithful to the uh, covenant vows that their families had made and that they had made to each other in the betrothal process. And you can imagine the questions. And even with those questions, it says him being a righteous man. And I wish I had time to go into the implications of what that meant and what that term referenced about Joseph was that he had questions. He had legit questions. He had questions that I'm telling you, any guy would have had the questions. And yet God was at work. And in the midst of God being at work, he can work even when we have questions. You know, later on in the New Testament, Jesus comes across a man and he says, only believe. And the man looks at him and he says, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. And it's an interesting paradox because it deals with the tension. And the tension is simply this. You can have faith in your heart and still have questions in your head. You can be a person of faith interior, but yet at the same time, you can have questions on the exterior. And sometimes we question, well, you know, God, how, why, what? But here's the deal. God's at work even when you have questions. The next one is, is that God's at work even when... When struggles come because of it. See, here's the deal. There were going to be struggles that were going to come because of the birth of Jesus. We know that Herod was going to be very, very upset. And because of that, he was going to send forth his armies, and there was going to be a genocide of every young male throughout a region. It was going to be a struggle. We know that there was going to be a trip to Egypt that was going to be a struggle. We know that they were going to be immigrants in a foreign land, that was going to be a struggle. We knew that uh, them being away from everything they knew and everything they're comfortable with, that would be a struggle. See, God's at work, and just because they're struggles, it doesn't mean that you're not doing exactly what God wants you to do. And throughout the Christmas story, you see people who are very, very faithful to do exactly what God wanted them to do. But in doing what God wanted them to do, there were still struggles. And sometimes we sort of put the uh, ultimate positive test on whether God's doing something. And here's how we sort of create a false positive. Well, if everything's going smoothly, then God's at work. Well, if everything's going without complication... Then God's at work. If there is no trauma, then God's at work. But none of that lives up to the Christmas story. None of that lives up. And so if I could say to you as a leader, there are times when you are going to seize a direction that you believe is a part of the purpose and destiny that you're called and created for. But sometimes there's going to be struggles and you're going to sit there and you're going to want to pull back and you'll easily say, hey, this can't be God. But can I tell you? God's at work, even when there are struggles. And even with the very thing that God's doing creates more struggles for you, God's still at work. So don't give up on God and his work at that moment. And then the next one is this, God's at work in others, even when we don't realize it. See, can you imagine that day that Mary received the word? She knew that circumstances that would begin to unfold were always going to be questionable. Can you imagine Joseph just sitting there and getting the message? Hey, Joseph, don't put her away. This is something that I'm doing. The questions had to be amazing. But here's the deal. What they didn't know was that God was at work and God was at work in others at the same time he was at work in them. And he was going to bring together the unique set of people that were needed to fulfill the destiny and the plan. So there were magi from the east, where history tells us they probably were descendants of Daniel uh, from the area of Iran. These magi are going to begin to pick up, and they're going to begin to have a reference place of saying, this is where this is going to happen. But God was at work in them at the same time he was working Mary and Joseph but they didn't know it. And God was in work and some shepherds, some people who were just out in their fields, who are busy minding their own business, but God's going to be at work in them. God's going to be at work in a lady who just had a ministry of prayer later on when Jesus is going to be brought to the temple. God's going to be work at work in a man who's going to begin to pronounce the destiny of this child. And here's the thing. When God's working in your life, he's also working in other people's lives. And God's at work in other people, even when we don't realize it. But all those people come to the forefront because there's a moment that you need them. So for the Magi, they were bringing royal recognition of what God was doing. For the shepherds, they were bringing that blue-collar, kind of ethic. And it was going to be the kind of thing that's going to say, hey, this redemption is going to be for those on the top of the world and those at the bottom of the world. But God was at work at both spectrums at both ends. So what can a leader learn at Christmas? A leader can learn that God's at work even when you don't see it. A leader can learn that God's at work even when others don't believe it. They can learn that God's at work even when you have questions about it. And they can learn that God's at work even when it causes struggles. And they can learn that God's at work in others even when you don't realize it and you feel all alone. Here's my prayer I pray that you will have an amazing Christmas, and I pray that some of the takeaways from Christmas will guide you in your leadership journey and that you would be able to be that person of faith and faithfulness to God. So I pray that you will have the best Christmas ever, not just because you have a day, but because you unpack the principles that change every leader's life. Thank you so much. It means so much to me that you would take a few moments and you would listen to this podcast. I just want to say to uh, many of you that one of the new resources I have out there is a book called Snapshots of Faith. It's one of the most extensive works that I've done in study where I'm really examining the background of what faith looks like. And I'm doing it in uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse-by-verse style. If you've ever wanted to understand faith and the dimensions of it, the three kinds, triumphant faith, transformational faith, and transcending faith, I'd really encourage you to uh, maybe go to Gerald Brooks Ministries and order that. Uh, another thing is, I have uh, my flash drive that has about 45 lessons that I did last year. In fact, a year ago, right at the first of the year, I did a series of lessons on questions and answers about heaven and hell. Can I tell you, you want to pique the interest of unbelievers? Announce that you're going to deal with questions. We delve into it pretty deeply, and that was a really magnificent series. Uh, that series is just one of many series that are on this particular flash drive. You can get that also by going to Gerald Brooks Ministry. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, hey, tune in for the next one. Very first of January, I'll be doing a lesson on how to lead with less. It sort of challenges one of the tendencies leaders have, and so I think you'll find it interesting. Thank you so much.